three, two, one. You won't fucking get it, no matter how I try Stuck in this hopelessness, I'm anxious to die I've taken your pills, I've tried all your poisons My anxiety spikes, I become... Hello, and welcome to Burbeck and Garretson Burbeck and Garretson <laughs> Oh, Eric's here Maybe give me just Eric. a little bit more headphones, just a smidge There we go, that's good We don't have Eric tonight, but shout out to Edub We fired him again no, their asses forgot to put in the group. He's chat. suspended we for a night. night. He's How did suspended I know for then? one episode. Jay must have called you separately. No. Yeah, I don't know how you knew because you didn't know like any of the other specifics in the text that we were sending, but you knew that part. That's it. People just kind of pick and choose what they read in these group texts. I hardly read I'm any one. of it at all. And I'm, any of dude, our, I'm over them. You have to get close the to other that. day when we were coordinating this whole this podcast. I, man, I must have sent, like, I had other things going on between the group messages and, like, a couple different things going on. I, I swear, I sent, like, a thousand texts. It felt, <laughs> it felt like a thousand texts in, like, an hour, bro. That was today, right? No, no that was yesterday. <laughs> we have a guest today, if you don't know already. We have Maddie Boy with us tonight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen some of the pictures. We, we already were posting some pictures of all the... Hey, you know out of a thousand texts you post, guess how many I read? Two. Maybe. That's He's that's great. Asshole. That's wonderful. I've it's nice up. to know. We just had a group chat about his new knife, and so we were all talking about it, and then Ron comes in today and is like, oh, the, you got, when did you get a new knife? Yeah, I give up on the fucking group text. Anybody it's that's got much. them stupid Android fucking phones, it's like fucking... 17 Dude. different messages in the same group text and I'm like nah the, fuck the this. poker one the, the poker one well, I there's think, like three poker ones yeah no it's all the same though how because fucking some people that use <coughs> androids it like separates the fucking group text it's the goofiest shit it, ever it's messing it up it, it it was two and now somehow that two is turned into three, three because I think one of the persons changed their android one of the android guys changed his to an iphone Ryan and and that made another thing. Yeah. Jay, this is I'm why we it. made you. I get it now. I feel iPhone. yeah. I I understand now. No, now I realize why Savannah said now that you have an iPhone, we're inviting you into the fucking. Dude, and I was like, I wonder what the fuck's that all about. But you now you I know. Get you it. thought I was just being an asshole, and I was like, no, if you I have just, an Android, no, you're not No, I thought you was just being funny. <laughs> not, I didn't think he was being a jerk. Um. Anyways, we did something fun tonight, guys. What did it we was do? fun. That was a good idea. Did you guys post stuff on... Um, we did. We did. We made some Wagyu steak. I feel like you can't even call it steak because it tasted <laughs> so I, much better give, than that. Give a little... Shout out to... No, like a uh, the description, a little bit of yeah. the description. Um, well, Poor we cigar. ate some tuna too, though. So like the uh, Oturo is often found at the best sushi restaurants and only the best is it, it is expensive, tough to source, and tough to store. Storing the fish is optimal condition. Wait, storing the fish in optimal conditions requires a super freezer to keep the fish below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Damn. If you do not, it will lose a bit of color and texture, but it will still be delicious. For the best possible experience, consume the Oturo as soon as possible after you receive it. So that was the fish that we... Uh, how did you guys feel about that tuna? It, it was, was good. 
It was like uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to look up the fucking thing you posted. It was very the texture was was super soft. Like it wasn't like you're you're like tearing through anything at all. It's it's I don't want to say buttery because I felt like that with both of them, but it was also buttery. It was very very like uh just smooth and then <clears throat> almost like no flavor at all like you no fish flavor like this shit was just i don't know like well it, that's what i appreciate like uh when when people talk or like when people uh are disgusted by sushi i'm like i don't understand that because it's like the cleanest form it of is, food that you could yeah. eat when i eat sushi man i just feel like i'm doing something good <laughs> i know yeah, that yeah, seems no, weird no, no but it's just like like clean. you're treating your body Fuck to some yes, nourishing Hell good yeah. food. It like doesn't my, have anything added unless, I guess, yeah. depending on where you buy it. But it's it's a whole food, yeah, right? Like my body and my mind appreciates the fact that I'm putting something Dude, I had so sushi pure. with a lemon wedge on top, like an actual lemon wedge on top of it. And ever since, that's the kind of sushi I want because it tastes so like clean and fresh. Dude, I've, I've seen that for the first time uh, in San Jose the other day, and, and oh I, I didn't even order it because I was kind of thrown off by it. But now that you say that, I wish I would have tried it. I, I, I've had it like that before also, and uh, eh, not a big fan. I'd rather have my sushi. I don't like it because it's too acidic how, or whatever. How do you like your sushi? I, actually, I like uh, sashimi, probably like how we ate that fucking tuna today. You'd rather just have it just, just the fish or just fish on rice? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I love it on rice. The nigiri, right? Is that yes. that's what it's called? That's Wait, my, which one that's, is the one? Sashimi of, is just the just the the fish. Yeah, like, my preference is on the little bit of rice. Man, that they just go together yeah. so well. It's a texture know? thing too, yeah. man. It's because the the fish is like um, light, and the rice kind of adds something to it to where it's like you could enjoy it more. I don't know, but yeah. like. Either way for me is phenomenal. Like when we the, started doing the Tahoe shit, is yes, when I started dude. really liking just yes. fish by itself with a what jalapeno. Was in when Brad was getting all the the sushi grade tuna and they uh, was coming through okay. with them tuna steaks and we were going bananas on it, dude. Bro. We would get the jalapenos. Would they get some cilantro too? Do you remember? It was jalapenos. It was jalapeno soy sauce and wasabi. That was it. Yeah. I thought Bro, there was. I, I felt bad. I'd be over there eating that shit, and I'd be feeling bad because I just couldn't stop. Yeah. So, so it was interesting. The tuna was good. You could tell that was some high grade shit. But when you threw it with the soy sauce, it, it lit it up. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it was set like, it off for sure. yeah. It was almost like instead of overpowering the tuna, it's like it brought something out in it. Like you're, like that's how you're supposed to eat that. That's probably why they always serve it. Just it was like melted. Like I yeah. feel like I didn't have to chew. Yeah. So the theme, the theme of the episode tonight is kind of like the levels of stuff that you could experience in a variety of things, right? Food, weed. If I wasn't doing the, the dry January thing, we, we would have busted out the, the pappy. So alcohol, it's, it's like top of the line bourbon. So what's interesting is bourbon back in the day wasn't looked at as like a... a like a top shelf kind of deal. Bourbon was America's ver version of whiskey, kind of. Okay. So, so all the good whiskeys, like uh, what what is the Scotch? Scotch. Scotch. Why can't I think of the name of that? <laughs> Scotch is like in in the alcohol world. That's where you're going to get really like high end bottles of booze that are 
you know, highly sought after and super expensive, super pricey. But somewhere along the lines, I would say maybe like 20 years ago, Pappy became like a craze and they had a whole little thing where it's, it's very limited. You can only get it a certain time of year. Your chances of getting it back then, I think were better, but now it's to the point where it's like, you got to go hunt down bottles of this stuff and you're going to pay over a rack. Depending you're, you're, on, you're, gonna, you're definitely going to spend for it. But I would have loved to have had some bourbon, like after the steak, have a couple bites of that, and then fucking try let's, some of that bourbon. Let's get into that, the steak. What was... Um, oh, God. So the steak, the steak is a Japanese olive wagyu, and it's the rarest beef in the world. It comes from Shadoshima Island in the prefecture of Kagawa. Why you look at me and ask me? Soft, can you, you uh, Yeah, like I fucking know where that's Ron, can you tell us the, the Japanese Japan way to on, pronounce okay. that? I couldn't find Japan on a map. Home so look at you asking me. This island is known for two things. Beef, cattle breeding dates back over a thousand years ago, and olives. 99% of Japan's olive oil is made there. Combine the two and you, uh, you get authentic olive wagyu. Olive-fed Wagyu comes from the steers raised on a special feed of dehydrated and roasted mulch of olives. This Wagyu has become famous for its higher levels of oleic acid, yellowed fat, and nutty taste. This rich flavor profile was awarded for fat quality in the 2017 Wagyu Olympics. The Wagyu Olympics. Bro, isn't that just... Fucking incredible, man. Have you seen how they treat these cows on that ranch or whatever the fuck you're talking about? No, but I Have want Have you seen to. it? Yes. I've seen it years ago. They fucking give them beer and massages. On what? Like a, I want to live there. What, what did you see? Like a documentary or a YouTube video or something? What, no, it wasn't YouTube video because I definitely didn't know YouTube. It wasn't YouTube back then? No, fuck no. It was like a... I don't know, some special or some some shit. It was on TV, though. It was like when it first be, started becoming, like, known. Right before it, like, because I, I knew nothing about that fucking beef before then. Yeah. And they, they, the motherfucking, they're giving the fucking cows fucking beer and massages. Yeah. I heard something, and I want to say Oni told me, but I don't know if that's true, that, like, you can taste the difference when people like kill the cows and they're scared shitless versus when they yes. kill the cows yes. and they're very like calm and like Dude, well, in a very calm because it releases a fucking toxin and when they're or fucking like, yeah. scared they're fucking right you know they fucking it releases that fucking whatever that hormone that's fucking scared or whatever the fuck have you ever seen a cow that's going to a slaughter no I are they terrified dude it's the craziest fucking you, 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 people say how dumb cows are look at a fucking cow that's waiting for its turn to go get slaughtered their fucking eyes are this fucking big. They're like frothing at the mouth, dude. They're they're that's, yeah, that's all terrible. the negative endorphins are, right. are coming out. Going, to, they say they. they and I like, think it's the same with lamb, right? It's the same with any animal. Well, chickens. Oh yeah. Fucking, I read a book. But me, it's funny that you brought that up because me and Brian, my partner, were just talking about this shit Tuesday night because Brian it, uh, was a tantric, right? So they couldn't eat meat. Um, and, and he just started reading uh, because it messed with the meditation. Like people wouldn't eat the meat because of all the negative energy that was coming out of these fucking meats. And it was just like uh, interfering with their meditation. So he had me read this book and it talked about how the cows look and uh, how obviously in distress they are um, when they're going to get slaughtered. And the chickens... So the chickens, they don't, they, they make the chickens to where they can't move. So they just sit yeah. there and they eat 
and they get fat. And it happens like that. For they, so the turnover from the time they're born to the time that they're uh, served is short. You know what I mean? And um, the fuckers pluck, pluck their yeah, feathers out of stress. Off. Hell yeah, they go fucking crazy. And then all that, all their in negative endorphins and shit is released into the meat. This is what they think. Right. And and then we eat it. And they even attribute that shit to like um, like De- depression. No, and depression and just and... like negative energy, like the. Well, if you think about it, it has to have some truth to it. Because if we just ate steak where they're treating these cows like fucking royalty and they're giving them massages, they probably put them out in the very simple where they're not scared at all. These cows do not know they're going to die. I did feel a little bit more positive when I... (laughs) Yeah, I'm serious though. These cows... (laughs) You already got a positive boost. It's like when hunters go and hunt their game. The game doesn't know they're getting hunted. You know what I mean? By the time that the... Shot echoes to wherever these deer or whatever are. They're dead. Yeah. Right. So and and that's just like and a, you want to kill it a certain way. Don't hunters? They yeah. I, you don't want a gut shot. I I was a butcher and we used to take in game animals and you hit that fucking deer in its belly. You're sending. I found shit in the neck from a gut shot. I mean, it sent that shit all the way through its fucking body, and that's coming out in your meat. It, it's in pieces of meat that we didn't even know it got in. So. You're cooking that shit up and eating a piece of shit in there. Yeah. Or grinding it up to fucking hamburger or sausage or whatever. And the fuck think about doing. how often that happens. Like how often we eat that shit. Oh, our quality of food, like I feel like it is terrible, man. But bro, like because what they've done, dude, is in order to mass produce food and and maximize profits, they've just done they don't care about quality anymore. They don't care about flavor. Remember we were watching some of them shows and the dude he was even talking about vegetables. They want vegetables and all the they want them to look perfect. They want them to be a certain shape. And and they'll um they'll sacrifice like the other like if let's say this vegetable like if you let it grow bigger it, it's way more flavorful. They're not going to do that just because they want to like speed up the process or, you know, a lot of things are sacrificed. Or they're like, they're shooting for this look, like you said. I mean, have you seen an organic carrot to a motherfucking carrot that comes in a bag like your mom used to buy? A no, or hover hella big. But yeah, it's got a different shape to it. Yeah. The motherfucker, you know, some of them look like dicks or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, they're natural. Where when these I was in. Those are bred to, to look as, just like with a fucking dog. You know what I mean? Like they're, yes, they're, breed, they're they, they doing weird to do shit. a certain fucking thing. When I was in Costa Rica, they would sell mango on the side of the road. It was awesome. They would have the, the mangoes would already be cut up and they would give you like a little bag of salt to go with it, which I thought was kind of cool. But the, do, the, I, that's a weird combination, but it's good. It's so good. And their salt that they was giving us, it's not like the little table salt we have. It was like a more of a fluffy kind of it was a different texture better flavor i think too but i remember them telling us like you're these mangoes because you know we are kind of like talking about how great they tasted and he's like yeah they don't uh like we have really good mangoes here but you guys don't get them in the states because they're too big they want to be able to fit more in the box so they do like smaller different styles where you're sacrificing taste but you know, money-wise, you're no, getting more. No, nobody eats the uh, for the like the experience of it. Man, people eat just to fill their appetites, man. And I feel like there's there's places in the the world, bro, where people like come together and just really, 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 really enjoy yeah. fucking food. You know what I mean? They're not they don't 
want the mass produced shit. They want quality shit and they want to sit down, they want to break bread, they want to have drinks of wine and just experience the fucking food, man. Like That's why I love those food shows, man. man it is bro, an experience. They is. get into it, dude. It's like it's passionate. Man. I feel like Europe, man, they're they, they do it right. Like in Europe, these motherfuckers ain't got deep freezers and shit like we do. These motherfuckers shop daily after work. Whatever they're eating that night, they go shop for it in the outdoor markets. And it's just, to me, it seems like a better way of fucking living. You know, like, I've never been that guy. My, my, my father was big, you know, on fucking big deep freezer and fucking buy a quarter of cow. Yes, and all yeah. That. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? I'd rather eat fresh from that night, you know, like. But, it, I mean, it's expensive to eat that way also, though. You, you don't want to have meat, like, stored in your Fuck fridge for, no. like, six months or something. You want to go buy no. it. I've always been turned off by that thought. But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really think it's a, as bad as we think it is. No, I I think, fucking, that's, how we, that's how I grew up on fucking frozen fucking meat and shit. I'm big, too, also on, on uh, quality over quantity. Fuck so yeah. I, I got the Costco steaks. Um, just like last week, I got, I think they were ribeyes, three, and I got the prime ones, so they were like three ribeyes, they're not huge, and it was still, I think it was 50 bucks for the package for three pretty small size ribeyes, and um, they were good, man, but it, it wasn't, which, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird, I like to cook on a grill, too, and I didn't do these on a grill, I cooked them in the pan like we did this. They still look good, though. They, it was good, bro. It was really good. But I didn't really need, like, the whole steak. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's like I would rather do what we did and try a couple bites of some phenomenal steak versus, like, some people, they'll go eat at a restaurant and just want a fucking 40-ounce. They want just huge amounts. Even if it ain't good, they want a fucking slab of beef. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. People don't eat to enjoy the fucking food. Right. They, they just, they just want to the, stuff themselves. They just Full came out with a scary movie, like, kind of based off of everything we're talking. It, I don't know how new it is, but it's called um, The Menu, and it's on HBO. I just watched it, and it's, like, a chef that's gone mad because he cooks all these, like, amazing... It's, like, a five-star, very hard to go get to on its private island, and one day he goes crazy. I don't want to spoil it for any listeners that want to go, but when the people first sit down, he says... Don't eat every, like, they do it by, like, here's your first thing, here's your second thing. He says, don't eat it all, because I don't want you to get full. I just want you to enjoy the taste of it. And I was like, huh. I, I yeah. feel like people don't you do know, that. That's, that's why, that, ain't that what the ginger's for when you eat yeah, sushi? Yeah, palate cleanser. Clean Some people palate actually cleanser. eat it, but I think it's it's really actually supposed to be a palate cleanser. Yeah, so, so the next piece of sushi that you eat, you get to experience that flavor. And you know, I also heard about them ser serving ginger, and I don't know if this is true or not. That um, it kills any type of parasite that might be in the the raw oh, fish. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if that's true. If you could look that up, that'd be great, Lindzel. Could you look that up? So I have a question about the the ginger. I and wanted the, to ask you something though, because I know you was uh, like opposed to me spending that much money on a piece of meat. Yeah. How do you feel about it now? <coughs> I already want to do it again. Yeah. I want to... That was butter. Yeah. I want to try it again. We didn't even get into the taste of the steak. We didn't. We haven't talked about it yet. But let's back up here. The point... Did we... Uh, like the the point of we're trying to make for the whole podcast is the different levels of shit. And I started it... Uh, I started tripping on it a couple weeks ago because of some uh, marijuana. 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was like uh, I was reintroduced to marijuana with the best marijuana. And I tripped because I hit like some very, 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 very high quality weed. And it was smooth. The taste was like superior. And it just, uh, and, and initially I didn't think nothing of it. Well, then the next night I took a, a hit of some different stuff and it was harsh. The taste was funky. It just like, it was like uh, repulsive. And I mean, I got extremely high, but it just, I started tripping. I'm like, man, dude, the finer things in life, man. It's just like, uh, but, and sometimes we like, I, I've been around people that have, that smoke every day and they can't tell the difference from one form of weed to the next. It's just like overconsumption. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to smoke a blunt to my head just to be overly high instead of taking a hit, sitting there having a nice conversation with people in an elevated state of mind. Um, and it just made me start thinking about the steak because and I actually wanted to give uh, my partner Brian another tuna steak because right, he, he right, loved yeah. it so much. And um, so then one thing that I told Jazz, like, man, you guys doing a, uh, what, what are you doing your podcast for? And he goes, do you have an idea? And I said, man, I think it would be dope to do a podcast on like the, the different levels of stuff because it's like... Um, Fuck, I'd imagine a lot of people don't even think about that type of stuff. They probably man. haven't experienced it a lot, you know? They they don't know. Unless, you, unless you've experienced it, you really don't know, right? If so, I would have never ate that, I would have been fine with my little Texas Roadhouse steak. Thinking Texas it's fire, steak right? Texas Roadhouse steak isn't that good. <laughs> I was just going to say that, man. It's like I, I thought that I had tasted like hella good-ass steaks, but no. now I know. It's just like... It's it's amazing, man. This shit is a. Uh, do you guys Jack- think the next time we do eat like steak, we're gonna just think about the steak we'll we just had? We'll compare it. We'll compare it endlessly, like Ron does his Texas steak. You'll yeah, compare the, the, the steak from Papa Brothers, the twenty five age, uh, twenty five day age steak. I compare every steak I've ever eaten since to that fucking steak, and there has been no comparison until tonight. Which, it wasn't the same, but it was on a whole different fucking level. It was a different type of eating, different type of steak. You didn't to chew it. No, that fucking shit melted. It was butter. Which is crazy. We took this steak. I salted both sides. We had... Our, Wagyu. We had our, our pan heating up. We cut a piece of fat off of the steak to, to use to, like, grease the pan rather than oil or butter. And then we cooked each side for about a minute and a half. A minute and a half to... But the, the whole steak thing was less than like three and a half minutes. And brought it out. We, I think we, like me personally, I like to cook steak a little bit more. But I didn't want to overcook it for everybody. You don't want to overcook a steak. Right? Oh, Especially yeah. a really good steak. You're like oh. killing it if you overcook it. Oh you you want to drive a chef crazy. Part. was amazing. Now I want to try the little fat part of it. There's one more up there. But yeah, that it's it's actually fun, man. Like it's fun. I can't wait to try it again. And we're we're doing the bourbon with it next time, Pappy. I've been sitting on a bottle of Pappy for probably like four years. Four years or longer. I've had. I want to say it's an eighteen, an eighteen-year bottle of Pappy Pappy Van Winkle. Just sitting there, and I've been waiting for like a, a certain occasion. I've been thinking when, uh, if we get 
Club Dirty on the show. I want to bust it out then. Oh yeah, he loved that. Club Dirty. Club Dirty. So Club Dirty does his his. Is that the dude that always wears the shirt? Yeah, it's Club Dirty. That, like uh, sample shit. Yes, that's what it, he thinks. Yeah. That shit's dope. I, I, he was at my house today. He dropped off. He's making our hoodies, and uh, he dropped off a, a a load today. And that dude's awesome, man. The hoodies, man. He just comes through with them, dude. Yeah, he does. We, when did you put in the Niner hoodie one? These I Niner be, hoodies came out. I believe out it was Monday. Out. Monday, and we already got them. We dude. got them. I wanted them to. I wanted to make sure I had it for the NFC Championship game. So now I'm geared up. Yeah, they look good for for, for what it is. It's crazy because there's really levels to everything. Like I was even thinking about it. Fast food. Like when you think of fast food, the only fast food I really enjoy is. In and out or Chick Fil A. That's all I eat, and I I will like I had Taco Bell. It felt like it was like the first time I had Taco Bell in like a year. And it, it might it, it might have good. been it might have been longer. It had been a long time. I really just ate it for convenience. So even with that, like there's that like like I would say McDonald's versus Chick Fil A are on two completely different levels. Hell yeah! Like when I think about McDonald's, I just think about like just like the worst things you think about with fast food. Like, Fuck! You know the last time I had McDonald's is when we went to L.A. and I caught COVID and there was a McDonald's next door and the only thing I did was I ate McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I haven't, that was over a year ago, and I haven't had that nasty yeah. fucking shit since. It's Bro, like, I heard those fries, the potato, they spray so much dude, shit on them things, they have to throw them on a pile and let them, like, whatever pesticide or chemical, they got to let them, the potatoes, like, air out for a certain amount of time, and the bugs and shit won't even fuck with it, because they're, you, you it's know, so You know rough. how people always say, McDonald's got the best fries. I do like their fries, but they're Man, terrible for you. fucking fries tasted like shit when I had them down in LA, and I, maybe it was because I was sick, but those fries were fucking oh, disgusting. They say that their chicken is made out of, like, a pink paste. Yeah, the nuggets, they were saying that shit. I don't know, man. But yeah, if it when it comes to levels of shit, that's just down if on the I've bottom. If I've never had McDonald's again in my life, I'd be fucking just fine. And then I know you guys were talking about the weed, like um, how you were saying, like when you started smoking, you were already on good weed, so. I started with the best weed. So right. It, uh, it was like, um, I've always, not always, but like when I started trying to smoke weed again after uh, I got out of the feds, it was like the shit was so fucking intense that it was almost not enjoyable. So it I, wasn't really enjoyable, yeah, it wasn't right? Enjoyable. Like you didn't like you you basically just stopped for a while, right? Yeah, because it was just like um I don't know. It, it was causing me more discomfort than pleasure. So but uh you know I, I started doing it again because I I've had sleep issues for the longest time, right? So I was like, man let me see if this stuff could help me out. And I, I actually think I started doing like the extremely small doses of the edibles. But then uh, I started, I was like, here, let me just take a hit. And I would take a hit and I was like, okay. And then like within the last, uh, I don't know, a month or something, maybe more, I was like, man, I wonder why I feel so much different when I smoke this. Then I, when I smoked this, and then I was like, okay, this is sativa. Let me hit this and see how I feel. So I'd hit it, and then instead of being relaxed and just like in a, a pleasant mood, I would be like, uh, it'd be like being in an uncomfortable place. That feeling of just like anxiousness or whatever, mm. that, that's what the sativa did for me. And then I tried the indica and was like, 
I think it, yeah. I think it's it. I think it's cool that you're saying that because they've been breaking them down, right? Like for like weed connoisseurs, it is a it's a fucking real thing. The indica and the sati. I could never really tell. And then they start made it. They started making everything so hybrid. Like they wanted to cross fucking everything, so it was hard to find just like a true indica or a true sativa. Bro, they're rare. It is like the uh, they're they're called like uh, I think they're called heirloom strains. Like, White Widow is one of those. That's a pure uh, indica, if you can get it. I think skunk skunkweed, like the old day, they bred that shit out. Yeah. When's the last time you you fucking smelt some real skunkweed, bro? Uh, they bred yeah. it out. Yeah. And I think the reason they bred that shit out is because it smelled so pungent when weed was underground. They want they tried to keep all the positive sides of it, but like needed to like somehow whatever breed that out of them the pungent smell so they wouldn't get caught you know well bro think about this man we're talking about a fucking plant that they have like finessed to a point to where you're smoking a fucking plant and it's not harsh you think about that man you hit it it flows nice and easy it uh the taste is pleasant and i'm gonna Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, this is a fucking plant, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's how, smooth how as fuck. And it's smooth. And that, that's like when that all that shit started like t- like sinking in on me. I was like, this is fucking beautiful, man. These motherfuckers like took, okay, I like White Widow because it's almost smooth. But the the high isn't doesn't get me high enough. So let's take this stuff. That the high, like the level of THC is higher or whatever. And let's cross them and see what this does. And then you cross, oh man, that stuff's still a little too harsh. So let's try something else. I mean, bro. Right. It blows me away. And the fact that it's just a plant. Yeah. That, that it's a, but, but these dudes have like taken or taken such a uh, interest in it that they want the perfect high, the perfect hit. The perfect taste, smell, the visuals. It's like they've almost turned the weed game into... Uh, Wagyu. Uh, eating. <laughs> yeah, it's serious they have, though. dude. Because eating is, is the only thing, maybe up until marijuana, that you uh, enjoy with all five senses. The only thing. Vision, hearing, smell, taste. Um, so now, I mean, think about marijuana. You look at it. Man, this shit is beautiful. You smell it. Oh, this is awesome. You hit it. Smooth. Taste. Perfect. And the high is just like... Bro, there's different levels. And I don't know if it's like these motherfuckers have figured out like during the curing part to where they just have it so refined that all the chemicals or whatever they use to intensify like the flowering and all this type of shit is completely gone. So when you hit it... There is nothing, there's no traces of it or like maybe the weird high that some right. of that shit was. It's just dope to me that there's people in the world that have such an interest in marijuana and, and uh, what it does for people that they just want to make it perfect, man. Just perfect in your perfect craft, in your man. craft, man. I'm be- always, it doesn't matter what it is. When people get so far off into some, I'm just like, I'm fascinated by their passion for Hell something, yeah. you know? Would there be levels to cigarettes, Ron? <laughs> Marble lights the best. 
But I, I mean, seriously, like, because you I'm have sure your, there's different your levels brand of tobacco. that that's the only one you like. Well, cigars. Yes. Yeah, cigars. Dude, there's people tobacco. that are strung yeah. out on cigars, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm certain that it's flavors, the smoothness of the hit. And I mean, it's people that are rich or can afford to, to spend money on the finer things in life are... They, they, it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know how like to say it. Like if you gave it, someone that like, was really rich in New York, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Huh. Uh, you give one of these Japanese dudes that's just eating this top-of-the-line steak. What do they think about uh, like uh, like somebody who's really out there enjoying the best steaks, like a steak just... Bro, imagine somebody And then you cook them up a Costco steak. Yes, <laughs> yes, bro. Yeah, or even more. Like, Costco steaks are pretty good. Costco got... Yeah. That's why I wanted to go get those. I wanted to eat that prior to us getting off into this. Just to see, you know, just another little reference of is it worth spending that? Obviously, you can't go spend 150 bucks on a fucking steak all the time, but... It does let you know that on a certain occasion or like if you ever want like something like tonight, that was incredible, right? We're fucking that, that right. steak tonight though, if you would have bought that in a restaurant, you would have paid oh, four hundred for that steak. Yeah. A four hundred dollar steak. Yeah, when you go to the restaurants, like I I've only had uh Wagyu one other time, I think, and it was at Morimoto's and um they they brought it, it was really like you ordered it by the ounce. That's how you did it, and they brought out like a real hot, and it was already sliced up, and they brought out this, this like extremely hot stone. You cooked it at the table. They brought out this stone that was like heated up to like some crazy temperature. You laid the steak across it, this little strip of steak, and it really, it only for like a minute, like 30 seconds each side, and you ate it, and it was good, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't nowhere near that. Like that was, you're, yeah. I don't know, you're not going to experience that. Imagine these people that eat steaks like this all the time. Somebody telling them, like, bragging about Ruth Chris or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruth Chris ain't shit. I went there once, and nothing hype. I ate was, like... It's hype. Well, the thing good. is... Like, it is a hype job. The, these people, once upon a time, I feel, probably had very, 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 very good shit. But then once, you know, it, it started spreading, they it got Ruth Chris demand. all over right. the place. It's like... The, yeah, but it, then, like you ratatouille, said... Ratatouille, man. I love it. I but look for like it, a to me for like an animated film. I fucking you know love the that part show. Where the food critic was like, "Oh no, nah. it's like the reputation is is all that that's left of this place. The food ain't good no more. It's like there's no uh, there's no need to try no more. Ruth Chris doesn't have to try. People are gonna go there and yeah. eat their food because there's it's Ruth Chris. There's nothing unique about it. It's, it's just, just gone kind of commercial or yeah. something. And it's not shit, man. Ruth Chris. I mean, I've had it a few times, and I, I wasn't impressed by Ruth Chris at all. I'd rather have Danielle fucking Downey cook me a steak. She can hook a fucking steak up. Yeah. Um, I know Matt has to go soon, so we're going to um, end this. We're going to call um, Fiona and Delaney and talk about their trip right now, and then we're going to ask them about what they've been eating since they're in... They went to Japan. Yeah. They're in Thailand they ready? right Are now. They? Yep, I already talked to her. She nice. said um, they're about to answer. She said that they're in Starbucks, so it might be a little loud. What time is it there? Um, it was 10 earlier. 10 in the morning? Mm -hmm. It's 6 o'clock, I think. In the morning? Oh, wait, in Le Bangkok? No, it's 12.01 no. p.m. It, there we go. So it's noon there. I got the times between Japan and there mixed up because they were in Japan first. And now they're not answering? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? They're in a Maybe Starbucks in Thailand. Maybe I wonder I what that's like. I'm yeah. sorry. Let's try Delaney.
That, so it, it is kind of maybe Oni will elaborate. I don't think Oni, as much as she likes going to like Japanese food, I don't think she had really got off into the raw fish. She was sticking with like California roll level, which is kind of like entry level <laughs> yeah, for most yeah. people. That's how you got me. Yeah. yeah. That's how everybody gets introduced to sushi. Yeah. Guys, well, great. Fiona's over here taking selfies. <laughs> I called her. I, I, Uncle Jay was like, "Are they all set?" I was like, "Yep." And then I called her, and she didn't answer. I was like, "This is awkward." Lily, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I think our phones are kind of our phones are kind of iffy with the calls that they get, so we don't even get the calls. But Lily, where are you guys at? You're trying to a Thai Starbucks. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking good. Is it? It's different. Yeah, they have different drinks. They're like high beans and shit. You can have different shit too. What about the food? We just we were talking about um, the different foods out there versus here and like the taste difference. What have you guys ate and what's the taste difference from out here? I hate spice. Yeah, Japan was the best food I've ever eaten in my entire life, hands down. And here has been very questionable. Thailand's food is not uh, good <laughs> for lack of better words. Are you are you looking for places like a Starbucks or something that's familiar just because you're like a little sketchy on the like the native food? No, we ate we ate at the uh, in Bangkok we ate at somebody's house. We were literally like sitting in someone's little like backyard and eating at their house. Damn, that's like a thing and they we, do out there. Yeah, and it like still wasn't good. <laughs> I have no flavor. So talk about the Japanese food. The sushi, I, I don't like uh, real sushi. I'm like a little kid when it comes to sushi. I eat like California rolls and tempura rolls. It's like, you know, the cooked shit. And um, in Japan, I was like pushing myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. I was like, if I'm ever going to try raw fish, now's the time. And I was obsessed. I was eating raw fish the entire time we were there and yeah. loving every second of it. We went to this one place. It was like a five-star sushi restaurant. And I ordered one plate of food. It came with like five different little rolls. And it was so good. I ordered another one. And I was able to get Lil to try a bite of every single one, too. And she liked them all, too. So. Nice. I, I can't wait to go try that there. We're now, good. Yeah, we are. When you come back now, now that you've tried it, I'm curious to when you come back and you try some sushi here from like one of the sushi spots that everybody around here thinks is good, how that will compare to it. I'm sure I won't be impressed. I won't be impressed for sure. You tried a fucking octopus and liked it. Yeah, yeah. I ate raw octopus. I love amazing. octopus. Damn. I've seen that in the picture. Oh, was that the, it was like. No, that was like a little red. That was like at a market that we were looking at, huh? I don't know if I saw the picture of. Yeah, that's that's where we that's where we ate though at the fish market, but that wasn't what we ate. Um, I had raw squid and raw octopus, and both of them were amazing. What was your favorite so far? Do you even know what it was, or was it just some roll that you wasn't sure? In Japan. Yeah, your favorite sushi. Um, probably the little five star restaurant that we went to. Uh, close, it was close to Harajuku, right? Yeah, I think it was in Harajuku, or just outside of Harajuku. We went to another, a little pho place, too, in, um, where was that one? It was ramen. Not pho, it was ramen. Oh, ramen place. And yeah. it was, like, some
because they don't like any type of spice. What has been the highlight of your guys' trip so far? Maybe the little animal cafe. That was really cute. It was adorable to see the little, like, fox and the little um, monkey and everything. And it was a restaurant? It was, yes, an animal cafe. So you can go in and, like, order a drink or you can just go in and play with the animals. I personally wouldn't recommend eating while you're there because the animals are dirty. So it's kind of gross to, you know, like, touch an animal and then eat. That's what but I thought. I thought really it was cool weird. Because... I thought they were at a Yeah, no, we zoo. didn't eat or drink anything. When I seen that little fox, I thought they were at like a petting zoo or some shit. Yeah. Not a restaurant. Were people eating, though? Were people eating and handling the animals? People were getting drinks, yeah. But I think most of the people just come in to play with the animals. Have you guys that been to... That was probably, like, the highlight. And then, all, honestly, um, I thought I was going to enjoy... Tokyo Disneyland a little bit more than I did. It was it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It's like an experience. Definitely like cool to cross that off my bucket list. But um, unless you speak fluent Japanese, when you're on the ride, you pretty much have no idea what's going on. And um, I speak a little, so I was able to like kind of understand what was happening. But it wasn't. I don't know. It was it was so hard for me. And I I watch anime like every day. So if I can't figure it out, I doubt anybody else would be able to. And um, the, I think our highlight in Japan was that little digital art museum, right, Will? Do you have any questions for him, Uncle, since you just joined us? We have Uncle Matt here we as went well. To this, you know me, I'm just we went interested to in the digital art museum. He said the food? <laughs> yeah. I love food. Delaney was making fun of me. Is. She said I sounded like you. <laughs> she did, because Oni was saying everything she ate was the best thing she ever had. And Delaney was like, you sound like Uncle Matty Boy right now. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say to our listeners about your guys' solo trip? Or is it what you guys expected? Do you recommend it? I would definitely say if you're ever in Tokyo, go to the Digital Art Museum. That was the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. So what is it? It was Digital Art it, Museum. You, you take your shoes off before you go in and you walk through this building and it's like a bunch of different textures on your feet and they, um, you go through this room that's like a giant bean bag and you sink in and you have to like try to walk through it and there's like another room where there's water like up to your knees and it's like hot water, like hot tub and it smells like lavender and they like project koi fish onto the water and there's a bunch of mirrors. It's just super trippy. Like it just looks, it looks like something you would dream of. It doesn't look like something you would see in real life. So I would say if anybody goes to Tokyo, that would be the number one thing I would say to do while you're there. And then as far as the actual backpacking goes, I would say I know Lil's a little bit more minimal in life than I am. I'm a little bit extra. You guys know I like my clothes and my makeup and all that <laughs> stuff. But this trip made me realize that I don't really need all that shit. We ended up shipping back like half the shit that we had in our backpacks. After we left, um, well, actually, when we first got to Thailand, we shipped back a bunch of shit because we didn't even need it. I love that. Yeah, so. Well, we love it. to show you don't need a lot of shit to have a good time, you know? So what's up with Thailand? You guys hit a beach there or anything? Is, is it, Have you just been in the cities or what? So Bangkok was cool. It was a little bit more of like a party town. We stayed in a hostel with a lot of other like backpackers that were our age, but they just wanted to go out and drink and me and Lil weren't really like, in the mood to drink. So it was cool. We tripped around and stuff, but I wouldn't really recommend Bangkok unless you're going there. You just kind of get fucked up. 
Yeah, it was it was cool to walk around, and, you know, see the culture and like all the little restaurants and shops and stuff. Um, and now we're in Pattaya, or Pattaya, Pattaya? Pattaya. And I would zero out of ten recommend this place. It's really dirty, really gross. It's ninety percent of the people that are here are old white men that are here to just fuck little Thai bitches. Yeah. Actually, disgusting. Oh shit! Are you guys gonna try to go to Vietnam still? What, what was that? Are you guys gonna try to go to Vietnam still? Um, yeah, we're leaving this part of Thailand tomorrow. Thank God, because we hate it here. We actually did meet some people that were really sweet though, and they kind of showed us around. And they were basically saying like that, even though this place is known for um, prostitution, that there is still cool things to do. And they were showing us around, and they were super like. Um, just like sweet and like protective. They were like, if you want to go anywhere, like come with us and we'll make sure that nothing happens to you. They're from Switzerland, so they were super cool. That's dope. So where are you guys off yeah, to next? You guys were, you guys gonna hit a beach town, right? Like some of the when I think of yeah, Thailand. We're going I, Phuket, Phuket? Phuket. Phuket. Nice. When you guys are going there tomorrow or what? Yeah, tomorrow. We're trying to figure out how to get there, so we have to figure out if we're taking a bus or a car. I love that, car. though. What? That you guys are just figuring things out day by day. That's dope. Do they have marijuana out there? It's, yeah, there's a lot. Is it good? We haven't tried it, neither of us. We've, we're not really in the party mood right now. We haven't wanted to drink or smoke or do anything. We've just been wanting to just chill out and vibe and turn I don't know, a learning experience. We've learned a lot of shit. That's good. That's don't dope. don't uh don't get caught up in the little any crazy nightlife and you're too far away from home for all that. Yeah. We work now, we're up at like seven AM every day. Yeah. I'm not feeling the fucking whole get shit faced every night and fucking do it all over again the next day. We're working to go out tonight though. So Thailand's for more of just place. a Thailand's more of just a party vibe? Yeah, pretty much. What do you mean you're going out? Lil ain't going with you? I mean, I she said she was going last night, but I guess she's not anymore. <laughs> I'm not going out to no fucking bar out there with these fucking sex I heard that. Good thinking. I didn't plan on drinking, but... Yeah, you got to stay away from the nightlife shit. Who knows what kind of shady-ass shit they got going on out there. You need it. Well, I love you guys so much. I'm happy you're having the time of your lives. Burbeck and Gerritsen wishes you guys the best. We're actually sending you guys a million dollars tonight <laughs> <laughs> to sponsor the rest of your trip. <laughs> That would, be, that would be great. And then maybe we'd actually be able to get that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys got to say, Ron B? No, have a good time. Be careful. Fuck going out. Fuck that nightlife. Them fucking weirdos. Be we, safe. We love you guys. Love you. I love you. I'll call you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, love you. Well, that's fucking dope. They're having the time of their lives. That's I awesome. have to apologize to your guys' audience because of the kids seem to be... 
He's not Kinda making too much noise over there. Putting a little damper on the vibe, but... No. No, they're fine. Shout outs. I know Ron B said he was going to write them out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, and I only got like four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul from the gym. This dude, we met him at the gym. He's a, he's a fucking, uh, he listens all the time and he talks to us about it. We were in the gym yesterday and he walks up and he's talking to me. He goes, he looks over at Dev and he goes, are you dive bar Dev? And Dev's like, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, he knows, nice. he knows him from the fucking podcast. So shout out to Paul. Um, Marianne Roberts, she's a fucking, she's so fucking cool. She's a big supporter. She's fucking awesome. Uh, Chris Corder. Chris Corder has been uh, giving a social media uh, hell recently. In, uh, yeah, we haven't really talked about that, but we're not going to Thompson's no more. Fuck yeah. Thompson's Corner. <laughs> yeah, fuck Thompson's. And Chris has been dope about the um, oh, he's been rally on, for Ron. Yeah, he's been on everybody's neck. Oh, on, yeah. on every outlet. That dude is fucking he killing He commented on every one of Thompson's posts. Yeah, rally every, for Ron. He went through all of Thompson's posts and fucking talked shit <laughs> on all of them. Rally for Ron. Rally for Ron on all of them. And I want to... Uh, Mike McGowan, uh, you know, Lance's next door neighbor, he wrote a really, and, and my my too, my my fucking wrote a super fucking nice fucking uh, review. Very articulate. Like, man, very, funny. yeah, and then Mike McGowan did the same, and I just yeah, want to give a big dope. shout out to Mike McGowan. It was, it was heartfelt, you could tell. It, <coughs> it was, it was, <coughs> God damn, excuse me. It was very nice, and uh, I just want to, and, and shout out to Jeffro and uh, Java always. And Hondo and all of her other lost loved ones. I'm going to add on to Ron's because I know he also shouted this out. But shout out to the Kasuga family right now. Oh, man. The Kasuga family, man. Yeah, keep the keep them in your prayers and positive vibes going their way. Uh, they're such a good people and they're going through a hardship right now. And uh, shout out to the Kasugas, man. Jason? Well, why don't you shout me out on the, on the thing that the start of my story that I wrote for you that I was going to put on Yelp. What about me? Oh, yeah. Oh, Maddie oh, Boy. Man, Maddie Boy. Oh, Maddie Boy wrote a dope-ass fight. Fuck you, Jay. You didn't <laughs> do shit. It was a beautiful story I wrote. I thought it was... Fun. I don't even remember what you said. Your ugly face and your drinks are okay. Oh, I thought he was going to say, for a man that ain't never had a Christmas, you sure do serve good drinks. <laughs> <laughs> My mom made Christmas beautiful. Oh, yeah, year. she did. Any shout-outs? No, no. Yeah, I want to shout thanks, out my Maddie boy. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. I want to shout it. out my smoking partners. Uh, one of my smoking partners actually gave me the, the marijuana to bring to tonight's session. He said he was going to tune in because I don't know about very, a shout out, but you need to clean out that shit in your beard, homeboy. Is it? But yeah, shout out to him because that weed smell and looked fucking amazing. Man, but not just that. It's like the conversations I be having with uh, my partners. It's like. It, uh, it ain't too often that you could go and have a, a like a long conversation with somebody and it's all positive. Yeah. It's like this dude never brings something negative to the table, man. And it's like that's shit like awesome. that's underappreciated, man. It's like surround yourself with people that you want to feel how they feel. Or you know what I mean? Like people that come around every day with a positive attitude. It's just like, man, I thought I just think that type of shit is dope. And I've been picking up like the weed makes me focus a lot in on shit like that, man. So shout out to the people that are fucking positive, man. My last shout out, I'm going to interrupt Matt. Um, Casey's birthday is on Sunday. So uh, shout out to shit. Uncle Matt's girl. Her birthday is on Sunday. Um, Happy B-Day. I used to think she was fucking shy and hated me. And 
No, she's one of my closest people. She's loud. <laughs> she's fucking insane. She's so crazy. Shout out to her. Hopefully she has a good weekend and a good birthday. Is that it, everyone? Yeah, I think so. All right. Came home and started feasting, bitch. Ain't touch a brick, bitch. It's 06, two years in, and the fair still selling shit. Told my mama that I wouldn't, but I still love these hoes. And even though you can't afford.